I mean, the best bit about it is he has to work with me every day. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're still here and well. I've got some new guests on today looking into the kind of health and fitness industry a little bit. These guys have got their own gym. You'll see them. They've got their own podcast, which is doing pretty well at the moment as well. And they're pretty big on Insta. They're on there quite a lot. I've got Jonathan and Craig with me from Train MBS. Guys, how are you both? Hello. Very well, thank you. And and just say I did speak to them both earlier about this. I have chased these guys since the start of kind of December time, and we're, we're finally getting round to it. So they they promised me that they're worth the hype. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Let's hope we're up to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, first first things first. Obviously, for for both of you, um, how has the whole COVID situation been? Um, Jonathan, I'll ask yourself first. Yeah, it's been challenging, Gary. It's been challenging just having the, the kids kids at home, mm-hmm. in particular off nursery and, and still getting out and trying to keep the gym running. Um, so yeah, it's been a it has been a very difficult year, but I think we've o- optimistic way of looking at it that we're learn- learning a lot from it as well. Mm-hmm. Just giving us some new new ideas actually going forward. So at the moment, yeah, challenging but good. Yeah, Craig, what about yourself? Yeah, I, I I think I would echo that. I think uh, like on the, the business side of things, obviously for everyone, it's uh, uncharted territory. Uh, so it's been it's been quite challenging. But like like Jonathan said, we've uh, we've kind of just had to adapt, and we've got some some ideas going forward and and putting them in place just now. So it's quite exciting. And uh, on a personal level, I've, it's been not too bad actually. Like um, I've been discovering some old passions. Mm-hmm. So. I started running again, which is which is, I'm going to say fun, but I know I'm lying, so <laughs> so I'll say fun, uh, and you know just getting into stuff that I, I used to be into, so like gaming and stuff that I haven't done in a long time. So mm. yeah, it's been it's been challenging, but but good. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree with both. Obviously, you, you both touched on it there. You, you've got the gym, and it's probably something that's been hit so hard by this whole situation as well. But for you guys. Where did it all? Where did the concept start from, and and why did you want to do something like this? Um, I'll throw that at either one of you that that kind of wants to take that on. Um, do you want me to go for that, CJ? You said um, so basically <laughs> you claimed it. I've had it. Um, well, well, for for both of us, for both myself and CJ, we started working in a a big commercial gym, mm-hmm. um, employed as PTs. Uh, which was a great environment to get a ton of experience. You know, you meet you meet loads of different types of people. Um, you kind of cut your teeth with the the whole concept of personal training, uh, make some mistakes, and I think in total we were there. I was I was in Nuffield for about six years. Um, Craig was about the same. No, I was there for like two and a half years. I, just, half I, was, year. I was that memorable. It felt like six. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Aye. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, 
so we were there for a while and um but we felt like as time went on we weren't able to really put the needs of our clients first mm -hmm. and our, your attention is always getting diverted into various different things like in a, in a big gym you could be doing three hours of cleaning for example which is fine you know nothing wrong with cleaning but we our passion is with the clients mm -hmm. um so we wanted to explore new ideas without feeling constrained and a big passion for for both of us was not just the physical aspect of training but also the the mental health support the holistic health element of um of fitness and health mm -hmm. and so we wanted to be able to actually go and explore those ideas without being boxed in um or you know having pressure on particular targets and just yeah there was a, a number of different things and then also just for me personally i, I start we started a family and just the, the, the time commitment of working in a you know an employed pt position and mm -hmm. um, was just getting really it's too much yeah yeah, yeah I, I think that I, I, a lot of it uh came from from that client care um i remember i had discussions with, with jonathan when we were still employed and you know, you you spend an hour with someone, and sometimes that's that's not enough. Um, and uh, you know, after that hour, this this person might be struggling with something that you need to put time in, and you, you suddenly have to switch that off and then go and take spin. Mm -hmm. And you can't dedicate the the right amount of time to to that individual. Um, and I think I think the the more that we spoke, the more uh, passionate we became about it. Uh, also, the more whiskey we drank, the more it started to become <laughs> a viable idea. <laughs> so, Always the way. So, so uh, yeah. So it, it was kind of like that. And we we we'd spoke before. There was changes that that we tried to make. Um, we tried to do it within the the parameters that were set by the the uh, the employer that we were working for, and it it just became it wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. um, and our our dream has always been to to build that umbrella. Uh, of support so you know having you know you, you've got your fitness coaches but also you know you, you've got counsellors on staff physios on staff coaches on staff masseuses on staff um, and there's a referral system almost like a, a kind of one-stop shop mm -hmm. um, and it just it wasn't possible to, to implement that where we were so we kind of made the decision that you know, as well as all the other things that Jonathan mentioned, that this is this is what we wanted to do, and we were going to take the risk for it. Mm -hmm. And see, I know you you said there on the point when you were both working in the the kind of bigger gyms, and you've got that hour with your client, and you're going away, knowing that obviously there's maybe more needed, or you, there could have been more conversations, etc. With that client, did that begin to kind of eat away at the both of you as well, because you knew there was something missing there for that relationship between yourselves and the clients also? Yeah, I think it, it definitely at points. Um like 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 Craig said there, if you've got a client who had come in and um maybe on most occasions you're gonna you're gonna go through your training programme like you've laid out. Mm -hmm. But sometimes sometimes it's just the way that it is. People come in for a session because they've got it booked in their calendar. And they are definitely not in the right mental space for it. And sometimes they'll, they'll need to sit down and actually chat things out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so I, I found that as time went on, I was less just, it was, my time was getting split between being a, a trainer mm -hmm. and then also a coach and then almost like a friend. Yeah. Um, and sometimes now, you know, I'll have 
some of the most productive sessions that I have with a client might be going out for a walk with them. Mm-hmm. Like I can just you can just get a sense that, that for this person today, um, they're not in the right headspace to train, but what they might want to do is just go for a walk. Yeah. And so to have the freedom, yeah, to have the freedom to be able to go and do that, that's not something that you could do really um, where we worked. Mm-hmm. And like like Craig said, you would be taking, you know, fifteen minutes after that that client's session, you might be then taking a spin class. So you've got to see the person could be could be somebody in tears and you're like, I've got to go. Sorry, got a class. Yeah. That's <laughs> so terrific. It, it's not yeah, it wasn't common, but that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it definitely started to get a wee bit um frustrating. Mm-hmm. And you want to go and you want to be able to do the best thing for the client. And I think that's something that the, the two of us feel very strongly about is 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 putting the client, you know, first, putting the person that's in front of us first. So uh, that that was that was our motivation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. obviously, from as, as Craig touched on there, various conversations and alcohol, you you've then got the the idea of doing it for yourself. But for both of you, what what were the main kind of challenges or obstacles in in getting that set up, going from the the idea in both your heads to the actual practicality of it? <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it sounds, it sounds cheesy, and everyone always says it. Like there's, there's no right time to to do this kind of thing. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I decided one day that I, I was just handing him my notice when Jonathan was on on holiday. <laughs> so that was, that was an interesting text message in response. Um, so we, I just kind of felt that that the, the time was now. Um, but I am sometimes a bit too impulsive mm-hmm. um and it kind of dawned on us as i was sort of seeing out my, my notice period that um you know this is going to take money we need a location uh we need a build for what we required mm-hmm. uh so it was uh, and in the background of that we're still you know uh promoting our, our message on on social media we're still uh doing our, our regular uh, shift work so uh, it was a lot of a lot of work a lot of unpaid hours and a lot of uh, a lot of looking around really derelict rental spots mm-hmm. so that was kind of the start and finish <laughs> I mean I've got to ask Jonathan what was the the reaction when Craig pinged that text message through to tell you that he'd he'd get the notice <laughs> handed in and he was ready to go yeah, well, he wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. He was ready to go. It was that. It was that he was done. That was it. <laughs> he was in gardening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. It was a shock. I mean, I was. I, I was on. I was. I was on holiday. So, I remember. <laughs> I think I was at the pool. So we had the wee the kid in the pool, and I was, you know, sitting with the wife, and I'm sure I get his email or a text or something. I'm like, see, he's he's on he's on gardening. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was shocked, but I think like 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 Craig said there, there's no right time, and mm. we had been we'd been laying the plans down for probably at least I think when I think like you said we started off one night, drank some good whiskey, came up with a foundational idea, but then we went away and did six months plus of planning, and and it was a hard one. It almost felt like that it was it's. It's very hard to give up your day-to-day job. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear people talk about that all the time, the day they quit their nine-to-five, but you've... I, I I can't remember if Kate was pregnant the second time. So I was, I had, I had one 
uh, one year old and another one on the way. So there was like no real um, perfect time yeah. to to give up like a secure salary and then go into the unknown. So in a way, looking back, I'm actually really thankful that he pulled the plug because it could have, I don't know how long it would have been on for. It could have mm-hmm. been another couple of months and then, you know, it's it, there's no right time. So looking back, a bit of relief. So that, that made the decision easy, yeah. easier. It was quite funny. It was, it was quite <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that would give me the full fear just getting that text <laughs> message through. <laughs> I mean, the best bit about it is he has to work with me every day. <laughs> That's a wild card, right? He's there. a wild card. <laughs> Aye, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if you're choosing to leave your job, obviously having a a small kind of kid and another kid on the way is up there with your kind of bold strategies. I would say. Yeah. 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 The thing, the thing was though, like I, I, I believed in it. I believed in what we were doing, and we, we had always said we, we were going to, to leave. And um, I think I had, uh, I had had it out with a manager, and they are basically about the timetable and wanting to put uh, mental health classes on. And um, you know, we, we had some other issues going on that we were promised and didn't get. And I just kind of went, Do you know what? I think, I think now. I think now is now is the time. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that. that's it. You've both kind of got each other to bounce off, and you you had that going through the, the full planning stage. But did you? Was there any advice that that stuck with you from other people, or did you kind of take anybody else's opinions into account when you were going through that stage? Yeah, we had a lot of advice. Um, we were really really fortunate to have some people with experience in in helping. Uh, helping business startups, mm-hmm. so we definitely got some. We definitely got some gems of wisdom, and mm-hmm. on more than one occasion, our business plan, you know, got torn to bits <laughs> in a constructive way. You know, in a constructive way, yeah. which really helped us out. Uh, but I mean, general advice that that, that I, I can remember that really has rung true over time is that when you're planning to start a business. Are really planning anything where mon- money is going to be involved? You always want to overestimate on your costs, you know. So if you lay everything out, you do your business plan, and you think you're going to bring this much in, and it's going to cost you this much, um, add twenty percent mm-hmm. to what you think it's going to cost you, and take twenty percent off what you think you're going to make. And if it still works out, that's probably that's probably a good place to start. That that was definitely helpful. And then, like like Craig said there. Again, there was there's no right time to go. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I remember getting a piece of advice from someone that I trusted, and, and they said the biggest risk right now for both of you is to not, is to not jump, is to not go, mm-hmm. because you could be stuck here for another, you know, five years, six years. Yeah. And then, and then the options taken away from you. No, yeah, and I mean for for me, uh, Jonathan actually gave me the the best bit of advice that stuck with me. He said, um, I don't even know if you remember this. Uh, Johnny, but before I handed him a notice, he said we're we're actually more unsafe in the employment because if anything was to happen and, and we got let go, we we lose all of our clients and all of our earnings. But if we had our our own place and a, a client was to to leave for whatever reason, mm-hmm. uh, it would it would be it would be one client and we can try and resolve that. Um, and it just made me think that we're putting a lot of a lot of our eggs in the one basket, mm-hmm. so it kind of it made me want to want to uh, push a bit faster and further forward with it. Yeah, 
And did you did either of you ever have points where you thought it might not happen, or were you both just kind of headstrong into it, and it's it was always going to work? Well, I'll take this one, Jonathan, if you don't mind. Well, a point where I didn't think it was going to work was at quarter to four in the morning when we were still painting the day before we opened. <laughs> so, so that 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 was probably the the point where I thought. I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> but, uh, the build, the build itself, like I, I wish, I wish I could show you a photo of it before. Um, but the the build itself was was challenging. I think it's safe to say there was a, a couple of points where me and Jonathan had to take a little walk, something <laughs> just to, just to clear the air. Um, but there was a, there was probably a few times in that that I thought, oh, this is this is tough. But again, it's it's just that. I believed more in what we were uh, trying to bring to the the industry than I I believe the, the you know the fear of failure I feel like so yeah. that that kept pushing it forward. I, love I never had a moment's doubt. <laughs> you liar! You absolute liar! <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some definitely some tough points for for sure that first year. We we had we'd read all the, the statistics about first year first year of opening a business or starting a business. I don't know what it is, nine nine eighty percent of businesses fail and ninety percent fail. And it felt like for the first year everything that could have gone wrong <laughs> went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And and so we definitely um we had to tighten a lot of things up. Um everything from, you know, license license licenses to leaks to yeah, just a whole bunch of logistical things, but we got we got through it. Mm-hmm. I just love that night before, like I don't, I don't know about this now. After all the the build and just finishing the painting, like no, nah, not sure. I just we had we had a big open day, and I was like, is it appropriate to tell like possibly sixty people to just not stand on this square of like black varnished paint? <laughs> <laughs> And see, like I know you you were saying there about the the first year and there was things that went wrong. See, and and obviously hindsight's brilliant, but see if you are both to go back to the start of it now, would you would you change anything dramatically to what you'd done, or would you keep it the exact same? I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think in terms of the way that the that the end product that we had, mm-hmm. I think it would be much the same. I th- I love I love the way that it looked, because um, I felt like it it had some flaws. You know, we weren't we were not we had we had an experienced builder help us for some of the more technical parts, mm-hmm. um, or all the technical parts. But and me, me and me and Craig just did the, did the rest, the painting. He 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 did a lot of the painting. I did a bit of the joinery work. Um, so I had a wee bit of a vibe of sort of not quite perfect, mm-hmm. which I think gave it a bit of, a wee bit of charm. Um, we had our own spray painted logo in the wall, and it was it was cool. And I think, no, I wouldn't change it. I, I would definitely, ch- I would definitely change a lot in terms of like the pre planning, you know, and and fighting a bit harder for our uh, to 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 reduce our rent and stuff like that. All the practical stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> just definitely. And you know, knowing 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 what I know now going in, yeah, definitely. I think we probably would have got to the same point a lot faster. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I don't think I would change a whole lot. 
I don't think it would be would be different. Um, it's it's so hard to to say uh, because the 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 struggles like we we had a a, a problem with water coming through from uh, the ceiling and things and um, I mean you could do without that but you learn a lot from stuff like that happening like every every kind of struggle that you go through and everything that that could go wrong did go wrong as Jonathan said uh, it kind of teaches you so you you're better prepared you build a bit of resistance and tolerance and you kind of move forward so there's there's a lot of stuff that I could have done without but I think I think I would probably keep it the same mm. minus the rent we should have definitely fought harder for the rent but that's <laughs> I was uh, I, I, this, I was going to say as well because it got tough during the build when I look back on that stuff that those things now um, because we're in business together it adds a wee bit of confidence in each other because you've been you've been in the you've been in the weeds yeah. so you know you know that you know that, that person's not going to walk away mm. because it, to be honest like i couldn't have blamed i mean i would have blamed him but i couldn't have really <laughs> couldn't have really blamed craig for walking away that like most most sane people wouldn't have done done it exactly the way that we did it mm-hmm. um and and put the time pressure on herself and all, all of that these again these lessons learned so i know that you kind of know you're solid and you know that the person you're working with is solid, and I think that's really important. It's, it's like the it's those those tough moments that I think, in, as time goes on. Yeah, I think I think if you? I had I think if I had said to anyone, um, listen, see in six weeks we're going to turn this old mattress shop into a fully functioning organised gym with a treatment room and an office, uh, but you're going to have to do seven days a week, sixteen hours a day for solid six weeks. I think they would have been like. I'm away. See you later. <laughs> so I, there's a there's a lot of trust in that because you know we we were there early morning, late night, and uh, aye, it it definitely builds that. And then I suppose going going from that to then, when it was 2019, you you won the award for the independent gym. So I, I suppose that then gives you the the reward for all that hard graft at the start as well, and being recognised for for what you'd both put into it. That was a great night, yeah. I was yeah, yeah. That 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 was really that was sweet. It was. It was really awesome. Tell them about your speech. Come on, <laughs> my, my, my speech. My speech. Um, I think I said. I can I think I said throughout the night. If we get off, we get it. I'll I'll do a speech. You know, I'll, I'll leave it to me. I got this. Um, and I still, <laughs> I've got a history of social anxiety. Which kind of tends to <laughs> tends tends to uh, raise its head, you know, in in crowded crowded <laughs> rooms for people I don't know. And it got to the point where they said our name. I think I think they I think they announced the name, the winner, yeah. and I was like, "TJ, you're gonna have to do this." <laughs> can't, I can't. No, no preparation, no nothing. <laughs> on on the walk from our table to the podium, <laughs> I had to think. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> But, but it was it was an amazing night. It was an amazing night, and it just kind of like the, the fitness industry is a, a certain way. It's got its good and bad points, and I believe that the message that we are sending out is is obtainable for for everyone. And it was just it was nice to know that people were looking at that and they were saying like that this 
this message that you're putting out, you know, it's it's not sexy, it's not fancy, it's it's fact based, it's it's for the real human being. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're giving you a nod to that because sometimes you can get lost, especially in like the you know social media fitness. You can get lost in all that sometimes, and it was just nice to be appreciated for that message we were putting out. I guess. Mm-hmm. And that that was obviously that was a point that I'd I was going to raise with both of you and you you touched on it there. The the fitness market is a heavily saturated market and on social media there are so many different messages out there, there's so many different things out there coming from the both of you being in that industry. How do you both find it the whole social media world when it comes to kind of health and fitness? Really we are opinionated. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what yeah. we want to hear. <laughs> more, more, and more and more. I, I, what's the best way to put this? I feel. Don't like, swear. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to swear. You guys have seen the Matrix, right? Yep. <laughs> I am aware the of the Matrix, right? <laughs> I was, I was trying to, I'm trying to summarize my thoughts on social media. The only way, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like what it does to people. Um, I don't like the the echo chambers that it produces, and especially in the fitness industry, where I mean the whole history of of, the, of diet culture and 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 fitness industry, there's always been duplicitous people that will sell they'll sell products that don't work, they'll sell strategies that don't work for the majority of people mm-hmm. in order to make money, and that that still goes on today, and it, but it goes on in a way which is, you know, highly heavily charged on. Expectations around types of bo- the type of body. What's the word I'm looking for? Body image mm-hmm. and yeah. body standards and beauty standards and all of the rest of it. And so the way I put, the reason I mentioned the matrix is because I feel like we're in it and we still use social media because it's like the only way to kind of get our message out there, which is a little bit different. You're still having to use it. You're still inside it. But yeah, ideally for me, eventually I would like to withdraw from it completely and focus on being a more of a brick and mortar gym mm-hmm. or a, a, a fitness community it, it's just it's hard to describe it in one yeah it's definitely it's definitely a, a love hate like it's a it's a necessary evil um and i i think that's quite a good analogy like see you know back in the days you see the old westerns the snake oil salesman comes by your village and and you know sells you the oil that's going to cure your your ailment uh, the only difference is that these snake oil salesmen have like a bigger platform yeah. um, and they can promote all over the world so that there's more exposure to it. So it has been happening since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I, and I mean, I've, I've spoke to Jonathan, I've walked in and I've had enough and, you know, people are they're still selling 10-day abs and all this and people are buying for it and all this and I've, I've gone off on one and he's been my kind of soundboard uh, and he's, he's done the same and uh i think my the reason why i'm still here still doing what i'm doing and i think jonathan is the same is because more and more people are starting to realize that this these quick fixes they're not they're not real things mm-hmm. um and more and more people are getting found out and there's a bigger there's a bigger community now that are are looking at this uh, in more detail and and really you know kind of outing yeah. people more and more um, and it gives me a little bit of faith to keep presenting a message that I know is based in absolute fact. <laughs> so, because yeah. it must be hard for you guys. You've obviously done all your training. You've you spent years and years doing it, and you've you've built your own place. Yet you get these people that turn up on 
social media platforms with the claiming all sorts of things and they've been there for five minutes, got no qualifications and they're just throwing out all these things and, and stating them as fact when it's it's just absolute nonsense. Yeah, I don't I don't blame them. Like I don't I don't I don't blame them. Um it's it's a hard one. Uh, I think I I done the same when I was a beginner. I bought men's health and tried every men's health workout under the sun and I, I used to go on social media and, and find someone with the, the best physique and do whatever they were doing or attempt to do what they were doing. Um I think it's just a I think it's just a process. Mm-hmm. Um and the hope is that one or two things will happen. Like everyone will go through that and realise that this is not the way and these people will start to drift away or um, we'll just kind of all come together as, as one and say, we've had enough of this. We're, we're going to hit the reset button and there's going to be a bit more uh, regulation on this and you're not going to be able to sell, you know, basic speed pills <laughs> and call them fat burners or something. So, And it probably leads on to my, my next question that somebody had actually sent in and it probably just proves the point a wee bit because the person that sent me this and says I don't want like my name or anything mentioned but they were wanting to know speaking to people who are in the industry what kind of advice would you give to someone who's maybe never been to a gym always kind of wants to change their, their lifestyle or make themselves feel a wee bit better but they don't really know where to start so from from you guys point of view what what would you say to people like that because there probably is a lot of folk like that and currently in lockdown situation as well maybe more so I would say so for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just general general points. To, you mean ways in which ways in which someone could improve their health right now? I think it's more for people. The the way that this person had had sent it to me was they had always been very self conscious about going into a gym and and always felt right. very as if. And I, I've I've probably done it myself, and you guys have probably had it at some point as well. You feel like you've got sixty pairs of eyes on you when when you're in there, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think it's that kind of what first steps can they take to get themselves into that that space of, of going to a gym and, and feeling comfortable and getting themselves into yeah. a, a routine? When you're when when you're confident and, and competent about the things that you do, so if you know that you can do, let's say, take a squat, for example, if you can do a squat really well, you're not going to feel self-conscious because you know you're doing it well. Mm. And I think that the what definitely one of the biggest things that, that I, I noticed when I was in a, a, a bigger gym a lot of people who just wouldn't go into the weights room because exactly like you've said, Gary, people don't want to go in and they feel like they're too self-conscious about doing something wrong, making a mistake. And that's, I think that's down to like culture of the gym itself mm-hmm. because ultimately in order to learn how to do something well, you need to be able to experiment. You're going to, you're going to get stuff wrong. You know, I still do things wrong, still do exercises. You know, sometimes I'll do an exercise and, and film it thinking I'm going to put it on Instagram or something, and then I'll realize, oh, I'm, I'm all over the place, mm-hmm. you know? And so you, you, you kind of almost, it's, it's cult, it's the culture of the, the gym itself, I think, which is the, which is the issue there that would prevent people from going in and feeling comfortable to make mistakes in terms of what can they do? Basic places right now, no one can go to the gym. Yeah. Uh, so this is a good time to just begin to learn. There's so many good tutorials out there online learning some basic bodyweight exercises and, and being able to do them confidently and the more confident you are the more the less conscious you're going to feel when you get back to the gym if 
but it's a complicated thing. It's not really like a, I don't know if there's one answer to that one because it's it comes down to the culture that's in the gym or it's in the yeah in the place where you train. Hopefully, in, in the kind of environment we we try and make a train, you know, it's 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 welcoming. It's not intimidating because it is intimidating for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. And I think it's it's just one of those things. It's obviously everybody's journey would be different on it and you've probably seen mm. so many people like that c- come into your own gym just from my own point of view from from you guys obviously having your gym and, and when it reopens and everything's back to normal what what do you what do you offer potential clients what is your kind of promise to people coming in or what what would you like to if somebody was kind of looking at a gym what would make you stand out from other gyms to, to come and give it a, a bash for yourselves well i think I mean, for for one, uh, we we use the term gym because it's it's kind of quite it's a common thing. Everyone projects an image of of what a gym is, um, mm-hmm. but we kind of more refer to ourselves as kind of like a well being facility or a well being unit because mm-hmm. it's not just about the 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 physical activity, and part of that well being is some of the things that you might not find in other locations, uh, like such as a, a kind of mainstream gym. There's it's a much more personal experience. Um, the the space is quite unique. Um, the environment's quite unique. You know, the the culture that we've that we've got at Train is is all focused within the client. The, the client is is key. Um, our goal is for them, and it's about we we have consultations with our clients, and and that's where at that point we start discussing goals. And I think one of the main things that that we do definitely is not just about that end result so Gary you might come in and sit with me and say I want to lose weight losing weight is quite a straightforward process although it's not easy mm-hmm. um it's the the actual science behind it's quite straightforward but how can we get you to lose weight so that it doesn't become the be all and end all of your life like mm-hmm. how can that fit in around your lifestyle so you can still do the things that you enjoy and still make progress towards your goals um, rather than kind of, you know, coming in, you want to lose weight, okay, you know, you're going to eat chicken, rice and broccoli for the next six weeks. And once you hit that marker, that's it, you're done, me and you are finished. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's more like, okay, here's the here's the steps that you need, but this is more of a lifestyle approach. You're going to be able to, to do this uh, for the rest of your life. And me and Jonathan are pretty open about it. Like, we're pretty honest. We, we don't want clients for... We have we have clients that have been with us for years, but the idea is like if I can if you came to me if I can teach you everything I know about you know lifting and and about strength and how your body works and and nutrition and I can give you those tools to go away and and do it you'll never have to worry about that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we try and install that kind of long term commitment from the client and and long term commitment from us to the client to deliver that. Love that, love that. Um, and I suppose that a curiosity for me, people will look to yourselves, or people who are clients or people that, that watch some of your stuff online will, will look to yourself and have taken a wee bit of influence from both of you, but from your side, who do you look to for influence? Who, who do you, kinda, when you're feeling a wee bit down or you just want a wee bit of a pick-me-up, who are both your kinda, go-tos for that? Uh, well, I'll start. Um, I <laughs> I really like David Goggins. 
Um, I like people who I like people who seem to have endless motivation, but who actually have yeah you know, a, a good personal story that I can connect with. You know, someone who's relatable in some in some way. I guess when I, when you listen to someone who's just had everything together all their life and has kind of had things fall into their lap a little bit and maybe very successful and probably works very hard. But to me, that's not particularly, it doesn't really motivate me that much. But when I hear about someone who has had a real, like a tough upbringing maybe or difficult start in life or, you know, the odds are not in their favour and they still make, make the best of that situation. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they, they, they try, you know, they're trying their best. Well, they're trying their best for their family. They're trying their best each day to do something that puts them outside their comfort zone I just can't help but be can't help but be motivated by that so and it, and it tends to get me out of my funk if I'm feeling like too tired or there's you know too much stress kids at home whatever um yeah that that, that really lifts me up mm-hmm. what about yourself Craig the industry itself is is quite constantly kind of in your face so I I go the opposite way I, I just take a complete break from it so I will go and watch like you know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia yeah. or Alan Partridge or something like that. And I just completely take that gap from mm-hmm. it, almost like a wee recharge. Uh, and don't get me wrong, there is there is a lot of inspirational people, um, but it's it's probably a lot more on a, a personal level from me. Like I'll, I'll draw inspiration from, you know, Jonathan uh, or my other friends or uh, my family. Um, but mo- most of the time, um, it's if I'm, if I'm needing, if I know that I'm kind of burning out, it's just completely removing myself from it for X amount of time and then getting back into it when needed. Yeah, yeah, no, I can, and it's good to see obviously both sides of that as well. Um, which which leads me on to the, the podcast, which is currently smashing it just now. Um, who, who came up with the idea? Or did, was it a joint effort? I think yeah. so. Yeah. It was yeah, it was joint, but I think it was Craig's idea that we, we should we should try something. We didn't even didn't think we called it a podcast at first. We just rocked up in the gym and started talking. Yeah, we we had looked for a while at what what was happening in the industry, and, and Jonathan, you should really be saying this because you've kind of coined this phrase like these sixty second sound bites that oh, the yeah. industry's putting out, um, which is you know trying to just hit you with information i can't remember who said it. it's like imagine just walking into a coffee shop and just screaming 60 seconds of information in people's faces <laughs> and then running out and that that's kind of what you're getting hit with and i remember we were chatting about it and uh we both kind of that's how i thought it was joint because we both said we didn't want to do that there is a place for that mm-hmm. um but we wanted to show the process behind it because we don't have all the answers and we wanted to show that vulnerability and we wanted to show how we came to these conclusions and how we discussed through things and just so it was real which is something that's not immediately available online Mm -hmm. um especially in this industry uh so it was just kind of the, the conversation from that so from there this was born like that's how that's how it came about so and what's the feedback yeah. been like pretty good yeah yeah it's been um mostly mostly comments through youtube we've had a couple of people who've messaged in and said it's it's you know they, they're listening to the episodes where they're working in lockdown or you know that it's they've got motivated to go out for a, a, a 
a run or just a bit of a feed, you know, conversation on on what whatever it is that we've been talking about. And yeah, like like Craig said there, there's definitely there there are so many <laughs> there's so many topics that you just can't no matter how hard you try, um, you can't boil them down to mm-hmm. a sixty second soundbite or to just like a an answer. Uh, because a lot of times we don't know the answer. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about co- you know, last week's last week's podcast was about um, about ways in which that as a as a how as a country can we tackle issues like obesity, like um, just getting people healthier and fitter in general, and that's a really complicated thing. So mm-hmm. you can't. I don't know how else to discuss it than, than just having a raw, unedited sort of a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's I think that's maybe yeah that's what people are responding to just the fact that it's yeah. it's not scripted. In the slightest, it's just it's it's quite scary as well because the 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 subject matter. I mean, some some of it's daft for the the Christmas one we done conspiracy theories, yeah. uh, but some of the subject matters, you know, it's it's right up there in that kind of cancel culture, uh, regardless right. of which way you you fall on it. So, but I think I think the reason why it's been mostly positive, especially when we talk about things like we've done, you know, things like body shaming. Mm-hmm. we're pretty open that we're not going to solve the issue in this we don't have an answer and we need to come back to it because it's it's more than just a 50 minute conversation it's yeah. it's months and it's hours and days and everything so I, but i think the reason that people have been quite understanding and uh, allowed us to kind of tackle that subject matter is because they can see the process that we're going through and and how we're coming to these conclusions because it's been discussed right in front of them. It's not, you know, it's unrehearsed, it's unscripted, unedited. It's it's pretty much what you see for that recording is is what you get. Yeah, and that when I had, when I'd advertised that you were both coming on, somebody actually sent me that in a a message when they were talking about the podcast. And like, it's just like two guys that are just sitting in the living room or sitting in a pub having a conversation about something and somebody's filming it. It's, there's no falseness about it. There's no, we're going to solve everything. It's just a, this is what we think about it. Take it however way you, you want to take it. There's no, we're not preaching gospel here. We're not saying everything's 100% real in the world. And I think that's probably what people want to watch as well because it does just give them another way to think about things. Yeah, I hope so. Otherwise, we've just wasted like eight hours of our <laughs> life. But <laughs> I mean, surely there must be a there must be an outtakes video kicking about somewhere from this. I don't Do think what? there is. Like nah, we pretty much not. just go. I think the first Something. the first two minutes. No, yes. sorry, I was going to say, the first two minutes, like where we're we're setting up sound and recording, because he always he always has to link the sound because John Johnny's the brains behind this operation. <laughs> by the way, I must immediately let you know that. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm more I'm more the wacky ideas kind of guy, but he puts the boots to the ground on it, and uh, he's he's done an awesome job. But he has to link up the sound, so he asked me to say something. So usually it's just two minutes of me saying the most ridiculous stuff ever to try and get the sound linked up, and that's pretty much as much outtakes as we've got, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's it. When when we used to do, way back in the day, when we did we did do the 60-second soundbite videos, we had bloopers. Like, we actually did, we didn't even bother sometimes putting the actual video up. We just had the, the, the blooper video. <laughs> <laughs> because that was, that, was the, that was the thing I was actually interested in editing, because it was the real bit. Mm-hmm. The other bit, the polished bit, was the bit that, you know, and, and this, was, this was me, my mindset, 
and something I really learned is I used to think you've got to have like a polished professional message. You know, you've got to relay some <laughs> some piece of information, some, you know, and but the thing is, is that that's the real bit, the real bit behind that is where some, something unexpected happens. I mean, one time we were filming a, a video and uh, we were doing it in a, a garage. And I remember the, the handbrake and, and the car that was in front of us was off. The car started rolling towards us. So I had to hold this car while CZ ran to get the keys. You know, stuff like that. You can't really skip that stuff. That's, just, that's, what, that's the real, that's the real unedited uh, the reality. So, um, yeah, no, not, not in this case, because actually the podcast itself feels like the blooper. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We don't know. I don't know what he's going to say. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I go in and I'm like, oh, especially around the, the more sensitive issues. I'm like, he could, if, he, if he, says the, he says the wrong thing here, it's curtains, you know, and, and probably vice versa for, for me. Um, As I said earlier, I've got a few questions from people that have messaged in over the last few days. Um, one thing that I always ask everybody, and it's, it's just the, the same question, each week is if there is anybody else out there that you know who is doing brilliant things in whatever sector or, or job or whatever they're doing um, and would have a a good journey to share with others that you would maybe recommend to come on if you have anybody at all. I've done a wee bit of work with, you know, Lululemon, Gary, the, the yoga yes. apparel place. Yeah, uh, the the general manager for, for Glasgow in there, um, a girl called Jenny and mm-hmm. she's I've, I've been on a podcast with, with her um, and and they do a lot of kind of community outreach work mm-hmm. with um, you know yoga studios and, and well-being um, uh, like counsellors and people like that so uh, she, she's an interesting person but they, like, like I said they do a lot of work in the community um, so that could be an interesting maybe person to try and contact or, or speak to because she might be able to put you in touch with someone else that you might find interesting to talk to, or even her. Mm-hmm. Happy with that. Right, now, I'm just saying in advance, I have no control over what comes in to my DMs when I put a name out. Let's go! <laughs> Quick fire, right? So, Do it in the style of Anne Robinson. And, uh... <laughs> right, so the first one, randomly, is would you both consider bringing out a fitness DVD? Now, no idea where that's came from, but absolutely. As long as I can play eighties guy and wear spandex. Eighties legend Craig Johnson. Eighties legend Craig Johnson has made an appearance on our Instagram. If you go back, um, I I would do it if I could do the whole thing in that character. I would. I want to be the yeah. I want to be the sort of uh, the trainer. I was playing. Don't give my name. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, if either of you, and this is both answers required, if you could work with, so from a PT perspective or that kind of line of, of work with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? That's quite a difficult question. You know, I've never ever thought of anything like that in my life. Um, I don't know. Um, the, 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 the answer better be me, Jonathan. How very well do you? <laughs> At least do it behind my back. Aye. No. <laughs> I mean, 
No, yeah, of course. The answer, of course, the answers, the answers definitely. <laughs> but I know what you mean. If like a cele- a high falutin celebrity trainer or someone like that. I mean, there's probably when I was younger, maybe yeah, I would have, I would have loved to have gone abroad and spent a bit of time. You know, maybe someone like Nick Mitchell. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I mean, or, or Phil Leerney. There's tons of great great coaches that I, I would love to have. Pavel Tatsaline, another one. Like people, that I would love to pick their brains. Um, go to a, go to a seminar. So no, I'm 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 working with the the ideal person. Oh shucks. <laughs> well, well, mine isn't you. So sorry. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's obviously like you could not ask for a better a better partner. Like if you, we, we, a lot of people have said like it's our differences that that make this work. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, you couldn't ask for a, a, a better business partner than, than uh, Jonathan. Um, like w- working wise, uh, I, I like my my biggest fear uh, is is being famous. Um, so probably not anyone like famous, just someone that actually wants to help. But I'd love to work with Matt Fraser. Um, I'm not a big kind of CrossFit guy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything against it either, but um, his work ethic just blows my mind, man. So I'd I'd love to just train with him just mm-hmm. one day. I mean, what and are you going to do? And then get buried shortly after. What are you going to do if you become famous with the podcast and things? You're going to need to meet that challenge head on. That's that's why Jonathan is the good-looking one at us because he's <laughs> going to be the face of this. <laughs> when we're going for a coffee, I'll just be sneaking by as he's getting mobbed by thousands of fans. <laughs> A couple of more serious ones, and one of them I'd actually gave you a wee bit of notes of. So somebody had asked, what are the kind of top three mistakes that people can make when they're, they're looking to kind of get into fitness or looking to get into gym workouts, routines, etc.? That from your own experience, what are the kind of things that you would see as alarm bells from, from your point of view? Right. You ready? Ready. Here we go. <laughs> so... Number one, we'll go, we can go into any of them in detail. Okay. <laughs> give you the bullet points. Have you have you got have you got a spreadsheet in front? Of you? I have a print. I have a printed list. Aye. Are you salivating it? <laughs> yeah, boys, ready. Okay. Uh, number one, I would say number one, all or nothing mindset. Um, uh, two, comparison to others. That's a good one. And three, convincing yourself of a self-fulfilling prophecy, and I can I can hit any of those. So, who is this nothing... guy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I feel I feel like a quick explanation of all of them is required. To be fair, right? All or well, all or nothing mindset. Oh, see, CJ, do you want to? Can you hit that? You can definitely. I've, can I've got that. a wee bit of all or nothing mindset. Um, like a, <clears throat> uh, you. Most commonly, I think people and our, our listeners may find this in our diet. So, you you know, Monday's great, Tuesday's great. Uh, Wednesday, you have maybe like a, you know, Mr. Kipling's cake and that's it. It's out the window. You've mm-hmm. ruined it. Everything's gone. I'll start again on Monday. Um, that's kind of, I, I can't eat you understand it all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's it. That nailed it. Yeah. Um, comparison to others, 
Uh, this is something that definitely I've, I was I was thinking about this question that when I when I start working with someone um, they've often got could be like a I don't know it could be a friend that's that's recently gone through a bit of a transformation themselves or a family member uh, or it could be someone online you know they follow someone on Instagram or TikTok or whatever and it, often you're, you're comparing yourself to someone who might be you know, years, five years, ten years ahead of you in, in, in their particular journey in health mm -hmm. and fitness, and also somebody who's totally different in terms of genetics. Um, people are people are very different, and this is the, this is both the. It's we know a lot about we know a lot more about health and fitness than we did say tw twenty years ago. Mm -hmm. There's new research all the time in terms of like what what particular kind of training program is going to produce a, a particular result. What what kind of diet should someone be on? But there's there's a, the biggest unknown variable is you. So if you put if all three of us start a, a new diet and training program tomorrow that's exactly the same, we're going to get very different results. Mm. We're going to we're going to get results, and also it's results based on our, all of our individual uh, lives. There's, there's subjective stress, there's all of this different things. So definitely comparison to other people, your journey is yours alone. Mm -hmm. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. I know that's cliche, you know, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, but it's, it's true. Definitely in the context of changing your health. Um, and then the last one, <laughs> convincing yourself of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. All I meant with that one is people, especially when they start, I'll often hear people say things like, yeah, but I'm just not a flexible person, though, or I, I'm just not a fit person, mm -hmm. or I'm not whatever. Insert the blank here. And a big shift for me, something that that someone taught me, is that if you just add yet at the end of each one of those sentences, like I'm not flexible yet, or you know, I'm like I'm not very good. Uh, I'm not very patient with the kids yet. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all these. It just adds that little bit of a. It shifts what you're you're, you're saying to yourself over and over again into a more growth mindset context. So anyone out there that's listening to this that's saying they're not fit yet, maybe they've they've never felt fit, they've never enjoyed exercise, that doesn't mean that you can't get there, you're just not there right now. Mm -hmm. So just even adding that little yet at the end of the sentence, you 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 maybe be able to, to get there. Love that. That was a motivational few minutes there. Nice. Someone had asked, and it's it's probably both from the kind of maybe business and personal point of view. What's the what's the future hopes for for Train MBS? Where do you where do you both see it going over the next kind of few years? Uh, well, I mean the 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 plan dream like we still hasn't been fully realised, which is kind of what I mentioned earlier. Where we we want that umbrella, that that one stop shop, you mm. know. You come in for maybe just at the beginning some some physical exercise and some training, you know, and then you start looking at other areas where you might uh, feel a bit of a stress, and we would be able to refer you through to our treatment room for a counsellor, or you know, touch wood if if you get injured, you would see our physio, you would you know see our masseuse, so all these kind of things. So, um, building that that complete program of physical uh, mental well-being is is what the the dream is moving towards um, in regards to like what we would like it to be, mm -hmm. but where we are going, Johnny, that's probably more. Well, let's. I was going to say, let's just do it, CJ. That sounds great. 
Let's yeah, do it. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just need to get this pesky COVID out of the way first and then yeah. I'm right on it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Short term. Hey, just get back in the if we can get back in the studio. That's yeah. a, that's a good that's a good starting point. Yeah, um, that's goal number one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get back to get back to work. Um, I, I can't I mean I've been out I've been out I've been out, outside since the fourth of January. And it's great, but I'm starting to uh, starting to get weary. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to be back indoors and then every, yeah, exactly, exactly. Everything that, that CJ said there. I love it. That's 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 the dream. And last question, and it's this one came in from a few people actually, and it was people who were probably in the position that, that you've both described, that, that you were in in that other company and you've both seen where things could be done better or things could be improved on for the client and you went away and done it yourself. But from your point of view, is there any advice that you would give to somebody in that position and they are looking to kind of start their own, be it their own kind of PT business or their own gym or their own kind of fitness regime, what, what you would kind of say to them? I would say to to be honest that if you're if you're start it depends on where you are you know if you're if I if I had if me and if me and CJ had met I don't know let's say three years before we did mm-hmm. then it, it, there's a fair chance it wouldn't have worked because we weren't I wasn't at the, the the level of maturity or like experience that I would have been able we would have been able to do it if that makes sense yeah and so I think it's a balance because like we like we mentioned at the beginning there's no right time to jump. Um, but I also think you, you kind of do need to cut your teeth a little bit. And what I've noticed a lot, especially recently online, uh, more and more, are people are missing out. Like p- people are joining the fitness industry, they're not actually getting any experience in a gym, and they're just solely working online, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. Um, a lot of people can make that work, but I know that for me personally, I made a ton of mistakes. And I think actually being in, in a gym, in a gym environment where I could make those mistakes, I could meet. Lots of different people was was totally totally key um, for me development wise. So I think get get eight to ten thousand hours of coach one to one coaching experience in a gym, which might take you five years, mm-hmm. and just build build your experience. Make examine your motivation. Don't fall for the smoke and mirrors online. You you want to be this is an industry that you want to be in because you care about people first and foremost. And I think if you can keep that in mind, you'll almost certainly make it. Mm-hmm. It's tough, just like anything. Anything. If you commit to being a, I don't know, commit to being a hairdresser, you commit to being a, a landscape gardener. If you're going to be good, you've got to keep going. Yeah. And that takes up. That takes a bit of willpower. Your as your life changes, maybe you start a family. Maybe you maybe you move. Whatever you know, you get dif- differences that happen over time, and so it's about being consistent and being being disciplined. With something else find, find if you can you know find find a, a find a great person to share the journey with you because it will make it because I, I don't when i'm looking back i, I don't I, I don't see how i could have done what we've done by myself i could have done but what, what we've done by myself mm-hmm. so you having somebody there even just somebody when you're both going in you're in the weeds you get someone who's going through the same thing so you're not alone mm-hmm. that's 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 key that's key Find one person that you can trust and do it together. If you, if you want to start a studio, I, I, I that was beautiful. I, I'm getting all choked up. Here, Johnny. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I 100% agree with that, man. Like, he, the, there's the experience thing for me. Like, any earlier, it wouldn't have been... I like, like, there is no right time, but any earlier, I just knew it wouldn't have, have been right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I totally agree with that. I think the, the steps are, if, if you've got the experience, get a plan together, build a network, well, you're getting your experience because you've no idea how many times we lent on clients who knew people that knew other people and stuff. So build your network. And then when you have those things, you've, you're smart with the finances, you've done the work, you've done the planning, you've filled a need uh, in the market, then, uh, you know, that that's it. Mm-hmm. That, that's, your, that's your time to go. But there's, I think one thing I would say is, uh, like we we always say, if you give a, I'll use a polite word than what we say. If you give a fluff about people, everything will will turn to gold. Um, because the the hours, you know, your your off peak hours, people are working ninety five, so it's early mornings. Sometimes it's late nights. Doesn't always have to be. Uh, you can kind of set your diary, but um, you need to be in it for the the right reasons definitely for the right reasons but uh, yeah get your get your experience get your plan and then if you if you feel it's right go for it but there is a lot of unpaid hours that you have to be prepared to put in with focus groups and and building your network and all the kind of meetings and planning that you have before it which i think a lot of people don't see mm-hmm. that kind of overnight success in 10 years if you know what i mean yeah like um it's funny because it, when even when we won the award, people were saying, "Oh, that's amazing! You've only been in the industry for a year. You know, you've only been open for a year and a half." But what they didn't see was the maybe the, f- the four years that we had been discussing it before that and things. So, yeah, it's it's worked. But if you're into it, it's worth it. Yeah, oh, brilliant advice. I can't believe that it's been an hour. It's been tremendous. And I think the the good thing is that you're you're both so so passionate about what you're doing and you're both so honest about what you're doing and I, I genuinely think that's why as you see you you get these awards and you've got people who buy into the podcast who buy into you and, and come as clients I think it is down to that and I just want to thank the both of you for, for taking the time to come on and, and share that journey because I think it's good for people to hear as well so it's definitely appreciated I loved it that was great great to be on yeah thank thanks, thanks, thanks guys for the time no, not at all, and hopefully I'll get a credit when the fitness DVD lands at some point this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'll I'll get you I'll get your podcast to sponsor my spandex. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had so many jokes about where the logo could go, but we'll we'll just leave it. Oh, it's happening. Uh, we're both thinking <laughs> the same thing. When you thing, get it done, sir. it's going to be a local yeah. effort. <laughs> we are both thinking the same thing. <laughs> we're going to it's all local as well. Get it printed, distributed up the bars. It's going to be a Absolutely. <laughs> That's triple production. Oh, You'll have your name in tight. <laughs> Tremendous. Guys, thank you so much. And obviously, I wish you all the best when the gym reopens as well. And obviously, I will speak to you both soon. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate Gary. it. Take care, guys. Bye.